What's going on, beautiful ones? I'm T'Angelo, your male girlfriend. We will be discussing how to navigate this thing called life. Ultimately, in an effort to live life to the fullest, we'll be meeting some new girlfriends. We'll have some industry experts come in. And I am so excited that we are here together at the Male Girlfriend Podcast. Beautiful. We will be discussing everything. We'll sip on the most from business, maybe an apple cream, maybe breastfeeding, whatever your favorite choice is. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, are you serious right now? Girl, I love you. I appreciate you. Welcome to the Male Girlfriend Podcast. Hey there, Miss Beautiful. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? It's your boy, T'Angelo, the Male Girlfriend here. So listen, I'm sitting here going through my bills and paperwork trying to do this whole adulting thing and I ended up doing this right before I got on here with you all because of these bills that came through and I went I got this I got a number of bills here I'm trying to open them because the numbers on these things are astronomical and I am completely in awe okay so let me talk about it I went to ER I think about a month or so ago, maybe a little over a month. I'm not really sure. But I went to the emergency room because one night I couldn't breathe. I really was having a hard time with this breathing thing. I'm sorry, I'm organizing my stuff because we're going to talk about this. Y'all hear this? These, those are medical bills, okay? I'm going to get to you. You may already know. I didn't know. I'm just finding out. But anyhow, so I, uh, I wake up one night. I couldn't breathe. Like my lungs were just unable to expand and take in all the oxygen that I needed. And so I was trying to sit there and, you know, to, to control my breathing, to do the deep breathing. But if I did, if I got too deep, I would start coughing. And over time, it seemed to be getting worse. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to wake Ron up. I don't want to wake up the kid. I don't want, I want to just go to sleep. So I was like, okay, you know, mindfulness, mind over matterness. Come on, you can do this. So I keep trying to lay there. That wasn't work. So I get up out of bed and I go sit on the couch. Like maybe I need to sit up, you know, like in a sit up kind of way to fall asleep, put on the recliner or something. So I get in the recliner. No, I lay on the sofa. No, I stand up. No, I drink water. No, nothing was working to get this breath. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I'm going to die. And then my brain says, why don't you just go to the hospital? Okay, y'all, listen, I am not a hospital goer. Like, that's just not something that I like to do. I don't have an issue with the hospital. I just don't typically go. Fine. Go to the hospital, Tiangelo. It is about 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to wake anybody up, so I just grab my keys and my, you know, my trickle, my um, my little heart lung, I mean, my hurt lung, that's what I meant to say, hurt lung, my little hurt lungs, and we get in the car and we drive on to the emergency. If we just take a step back, I didn't know where to find no emergency. I go to a regular doctor's office. They're not open, so I had to go on Google and figure out who the hell is open. FYI, if y'all got kids or your own personal health, y'all might want to make sure you know where the emergency room is <laughs> before the emergency comes up. Because I literally didn't know. I do now. So I go to the emergency room. They do, they do. I get home by 5 a.m. They give me a prescription. <sighs> so life was, should be good. It was 5 a.m. So I didn't go to, to, the, to the pharmacy, of course, at that moment. I came home. When I did get up and I felt better, I went to the pharmacy, dropped off the prescription, went back a bit later to go pick up the prescription. And that's when they tell me that, oh, we don't have any insurance for you. I'm like, but I gave you my insurance card and I come here all the time. What are you talking about? They're saying your insurance is inactive. I'm like, that's crazy. So I go back to the house. I go back through these papers, trying to find the number to call to the insurance people. When I do get around to that, they're closed. I'll leave a message. Hopefully they'll call me tomorrow. Loki, they never called me again. 
Anyhow, so Bay comes in the house with the mail, which I don't check. I don't know about y'all, but do y'all really like go to a mailbox? I don't go to the physical mailbox like ever. And so I don't get mail in a timely fashion. And in this story, you learn that that wasn't a great idea because inside of there, for whatever reason, I must have skipped up, missed up and missed a part where they wanted me to submit them something. So my insurance had lapsed. I didn't even know this. And it said it was effective like the day on the 30th. And when did I go to the emergency? On the 1st. Okay. So at 2 a.m. on the 1st, I went to the hospital. Therefore, I wasn't covered by the insurance. Therefore, I couldn't get the medication. So days go by, maybe even weeks go by. When the medical bills start rolling in, I'm going to just jump to it. When I tally all these together, mm -hmm, that's them. That's them. $1,600. $1,600 worth of medical bills, y'all. Okay, so let's talk about it. Well, the first one is, uh, let's round up to $900. It says $875.47. It's $800 because I went to the medical place and on one of the itemized lists, it even gives me an extra charge because I went like late hours. There's a late hour fee. How much is the late hour fee? The late hour fee was $41. It was $41 because I went after 10 p.m. and before 8 a.m. Okay, so that's $900. Then I got a $37 bill from radiology. Then I have a, uh oh, I'm missing a bill. Hold on. I think I dropped it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That's that one. Oh, here we go. This one is $697. I didn't know what this bill was for, so I had to call them. And they said, oh, that's the physician's bill. I said, what? So the hospital charges you one bill. The physician charges you a different bill. All in all, $1,600. Boom. I'm still living in it, okay? I'm tripping it. I'm going through. Um, that's kind of my rant. I will say that with $700, I believe I saw that woman for maybe 10 minutes, okay? I maybe saw her for 10 minutes, give or take a few minutes, the physician. So at 10 minutes, you tell me this chick gets paid $70 a minute? Now, regularly, I'm all about that hustle. I'm all about that game. Girl, know your self-worth. Get what you get, okay? Do you, boo. But I think that's a bit extreme. I think that's a bit extreme. But what the hell I'm gonna do? So I'm I'm about to like throw I'm about to throw these just there they go. There go the bills, y'all, because I just can't right now. That's what y'all walked in on. I'm sorry, girl, but sixteen hundred dollars, I mean hell, I'm alive. But you know what? I believe that if they had a menu up on the wall like at McDonald's that said how much this stuff costs. Would you have done it? I wouldn't have gotten a $700 position. Is there a $300 position available? Matter of fact, I'm about to die. Is there a freaking janitor biddle who could punch me in the chest to make this okay? Ugh. Okay, y'all think about this. If you went to the hospital and they had a pricing board up on the wall, like you would find in any other place that posts their prices, like the grocery store, the restaurants, even if you get your taxes done, they tell you how much each page of the taxes is due. You can ask how much everything is. How many of y'all would just probably end up figuring out how to get those natural remedies off that dot com? Later on, because I couldn't get my medication because I couldn't afford it, and it took me a while to get the whole insurance thing worked out, which I do now have worked out, thank you. But Bay was like, well, honey, you could have got some Claritin. It helps with that. That's the Claritin. I didn't know what Claritin was, and it was already in the house. Instead, I'm paying $1,600. Welcome to my medical issues. 
Anyhow, we're going to go ahead and digress, y'all. Well, welcome to June, everybody. It's June. Hey, June, we here. And I am so excited to say that my summer body is finally here so I can wear my summer fashion with my summer body. Now, I have to tell you, this is interesting. My summer body looks just like my winter body. <laughs> is it just me? Is it just me? I, I've seen the memes that also say, summer gonna get whatever body I give it. Boom, I'm here for it. That is exactly what summer's gonna get, whatever body I give it. Can I get a Claritin for that? Oh, it done fell out the packet. <laughs> I'm serious, I'm really mad about this $1,600. I mean, we, I'm laughing now, but y'all can imagine, I wasn't laughing then, and I won't be laughing later either. <sighs> I have to digress. Today, ladies, we will be hanging out with my good girlfriend, Miss Beth Bridges. She is the networking motivator. She's an author, a speaker, and a trainer, workshop leader. And all in all, she's a really great person, y'all. She is so beautiful. I'm actually going to go over to her office. We'll be leaving over there in a little bit to go hang out with her and learn about networking. And so if you think about it, when we think about networking, we usually think of it as like in a business sense, you know, you want to network and build your network for the whole like business of life. But through talking with her, I've learned that you use your network for more than that. And we don't really always recognize it, but you definitely do. So I'm going to have to learn where else I can use my network because I am currently not where else to use it, but how to use it, how to best use it. Because right now we're in the process of raising money for my nephew to go to Europe for one of these educational school trips. And we're going to get him a GoFundMe page and we're going to... um have to get that, you know, crowdfunding going. So I'm going to have to talk to Beth today about, girl, how do I help use my network to get them crowdfundings coming in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that. And uh, I'm, I'm trying not to be distraught. I really am. Or maybe I should have transitioned out of them bills before I got y'all hanging out with me because I am. That's, I just think that's extreme. $700. I mean, I understand if I had like some surgery or something major done. I had a breathing treatment, y'all. She like came in and hooked the little pole up to the wall where the medicine was already hooked and they gave me a breathing treatment. And then I took a pill, I think an Adderall or something to open my lungs up or something. But, and then she prescribed two medications. So I'm seeing the work. I'm not denying that it wasn't no work, but $700 from her and then eight, $900 from the hospital. Okay. Okay, let's just digress. Let's digress. Anyhow, y'all, uh, be sure to go by themalegirlfriend.com and click I'm a bestie. Why? Because you want to become one of my besties. That's why. I be giving out so much good, good and extra tips and tricks to help you live your life to the fullest via a monthly email blast. And so you want to get that. Some of my girlfriends also do bonus interviews where they be throwing out some extra stuff, throwing out some extra stuff, throwing out some... <laughs> extra stuff. Yes. And so you definitely want to be sure to um, go to themalegirlfriend.com and click I'm a bestie so you can become one of my besties today. Also, I want to remind you or let you know if you don't know that your boy T'Angelo here is a speaker, a trainer. I am a lifestyle architect. So if you are looking to build your life up, hit those um, hit those goals you've been looking for. I'm your boy. So should you find yourself needing a one on one coach, maybe you need a dynamic speaker for your event. I'm here. Shoot me an email, which will go to the girlfriend at gmail.com so we can get together again. That was the girlfriend at gmail.com. I love being of service, especially when it comes to events and groups and things. A lot of great synergy comes out of group discussions and talks. So that would be amazing. 
Anyhow, I am going to go ahead and get us into that tease sip. So you know what? Go ahead and drop that beat, yo. Gotta have a good sip, y'all. Gotta have a good sip. Okay, so last week I told you we're going to be talking about goal setting because last week we talked about defining our success. So now let's get into setting these goals to reach our success. As I was preparing to talk to you, I was thinking we need to define what goal setting is first. So I did some searching and this is what we find out. The definition of goal setting is the process of identifying something that you want to accomplish and establishing measurable action steps and a time frame to achieve or attain that thing. Okay, now let's look at personal goals. The definition of personal goals is setting performed, excuse me, is goal setting performed by individuals who want to achieve objectives that will result in the betterment of themselves or their situation. That's a personal goal. And then you also may have heard of SMART goals, okay? Now, firstly, SMART is an acronym, which means specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So when you think about setting a SMART goal, you want to make sure that your goal reaches all those five points that a SMART goal requires of you, okay? Now, that you kind of better understand what goal setting is. It is a matter of having an, uh, something to obtain. It could either be something, you know, in your hand or some skill that you want to, uh, you know, acquire or maybe a different place in life you want to be, okay? Now, the first thing you need to do when it comes to setting your goals is to write it down. You have to write down all this stuff. If you feel that you're going to keep it in your head, then you are sadly mistaken. It's just not going to happen. I don't care how good you feel your memory is. With the amount of work that you have to do to reach a goal, it just requires some writing. You have to write down all of the steps and really put it before your eyes so you can kind of rearrange it and prioritize it and everything you need to do to make it come to life. Okay. Now, if you are my girlfriend, who's like, I'm not quite sure what my goal should be right now. T I'm not sure where I'm going. There's so much I want to do. I don't know what to, what to do first. Perfect. That's still not a bad place to be. What you should do then is just write it all down. Write down all of that. You want to write down what it is you want. If it is education, something in health, you know, with your personal health, maybe. If you want to work on your career, develop your family, get a car, save some money, uh, get into finance, maybe book a vacation, whatever, whatever, whatever. Write all that stuff down. Write all of that down. Okay. Then you want to prioritize it. Organize it by what is most important to you to things that aren't as important and then put into a time specific spe, spe, specific. I can't get that word, but make it relevant by priority and then by time. Things that have to be done sooner than later. OK, so if you're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, saving money to buy a house, you might have to start that process, you know, now where um, getting the vacation together might be started a little bit later, you know, so really make it. Uh, priority and then time bound or what's things that are more timely. I hate that I can't get the word I'm trying to think of. Anyhow, after you have it all written down and you've decided, let's just start with one of the goals and you decided to choose the one goal you want to start working on. The next thing you have to do is create your success roadmap. 
oh, yes, we're going to put you together a success roadmap. You got to create it. So when you're creating your success roadmap, this is where you get the action steps that are needed to reach your goal and put them in, in sequential order so you can get closer and closer to that you are trying to achieve. Now, with some of these things, you're going to have to do some research, okay? So be sure to do the research that you need to do. If you need to go on the Google search, maybe watch the YouTube videos, read the blogs. Matter of fact, last week, our girl um, Jasmine Watson was telling us that Facebook groups are a great source of information. So maybe check out the Facebook groups. Talk to people inside your own network, but learn all that you can as you work to develop your success roadmap so you have all the knowledge you need to set your action steps. Now, after you've done all that and gotten the knowledge, you first want to just put start with the end. Like in most things, you got to work yourself backwards. So figure out what the destination is, poof, set that there, and then work backwards. And let me give you an example of how we're going to do this. So let's just say, you know me, I love cruising. And so I love traveling. So we're going to go ahead and book us a cruise. Okay. So let's just say that you're going on a cruise and the cruise leaves in 12 months. So now we're working backwards because we know that the destination is to be on that cruise, which is 12 months away. And so as far as time bound, we already got it. It's 12 months away. So perfect. Now we got to figure out how much it costs to go. Let's say it's $1,500. All right. So we got $1,500. And then the flight to get to Florida to go on this trip is $700. So now... We got the money, stuff that we need to work on. What is that? That is uh, 22. That's 2200 right there. Now, uh, other things that you might need to get going. You need a passport. Uh, you need uh, the luggage. You need clothing, hotel, rental car. Uh, you have to buy a new camera, of course. And <laughs> of course, right? And then you definitely want to have some pocket change and you want to schedule some tours or some excursions, whatever the case may be. But you know that you want all of these things. So this is where you want to start as far as setting out the action steps and designing the success roadmap is have everything that you know that you need to acquire so then you can start putting them in sequential order, what it's going to take for you to get to that goal. So let's say we're building out the success roadmap. Let's go ahead and start with the cruise must be paid, right? So when you know about traveling, you can't pay things a day of. Since the cruise is in 12 months, that means it has to be paid nine months in nine months because it has to be paid three months in advance. So now we break that math down and that tells us from $1,500 in nine months, we have to save $167 a month. Boom. There's your action step right there. There's your action step. We took what the goal was financially for the cruise and we found out that we need to do the $167 a month. Now, what I didn't do, actually, is I didn't add the 700 to that. And since we're getting these numbers together, we might as well put it all together. And so let's just do the 1500 plus the 700, which was the 22 and divide that by nine. So that would put us at $244 a month, which, again, is just our action step. So we know how much we need to do to get that part of it done. And then you need to order your passport. That's an action step. You need to book the hotel and the rental car. That's an action step. So as you see, we have this trip that we want to do, which is the end goal. And creating all the action steps will ensure that we make it to our goal. OK, so there are just a quick way to really get your goal setting going. And remember, if you're thinking, I don't know where I'm going yet, write it all down. Look at it. Maybe take a day or two after you write it and just sizzle in it. Let it see how it feels to you, what comes naturally to you. But don't push yourself. You're going to get there, girl. Don't 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 worry. It's going to be all right.
Okay, so now that you got your goal setting going and you defined your success, girl, you're going to get closer and closer to living your life to the fullest, and I'm totally here for it. So now I'm going to go ahead and pack up my little hefty bag. I'm going to kick them damn bills across the floor as I walk out of here, and we're going to go over to meet up with our girl, Beth Bridges, our networking motivator, okay? So hang about. I'll be right back. What's going on? It's your boy T'Angelo. And we are still chilling here at the Male Girlfriend Podcast. But I have relocated over to Miss Beth Bridges' office, girl. I'm loving your space. Thank you. Well, it's not my space. It's her space. Ow. It's a co-working space in Fresno for women. Oh, that is beautiful. And so, yes, speaking of which, for ladies in the area, if you are looking for an office space or a community to work with, her space is amazing. It is beautiful. The zen is just right. What do you like about what like what do you like about this space? The sense of community. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't talk to someone, which you will. <laughs> <laughs> they're available. You you come in and you sit down and you're working and these women over here, they're amazing and they're working and Sweet. everybody's just working away doing their thing. <laughs> so I love, it. I love it. Yes. So now you have the title of the networking motivator. I love it, but for my listening girlfriends, could you please explain what does that title include? What does she do? How does she do it? And how do I know if I need one? Right. <laughs> I wish it came with a small country that I was the, the queen of. <laughs> yes, but a small country. Yeah, but it was full of ponies. Oh. Yeah, so small country full of ponies. That would be perfect. Oh, a couple of unicorns if I had a uh, Heck yeah, of course. <laughs> unicorns, Pegasus. And the special unicorn Pegasus. Oh, the mix. Yes. Okay. I, I don't even know what that's called, but it's got to be a thing. It's in your country. <laughs> that's right. I'll name it. Right. So I, I coined that phrase for myself a, a ways back when I was doing a whole, whole lot of networking. And by a lot of networking, I mean a lot. Mm -hmm. I had a job. I took a marketing job okay. where... You know how you have a job interview and at the end they say, do you have any questions for us? Yes. And if, I, if I'd if i been thinking, this is the question you need to ask when you take a marketing job. Okay. What kind of resources do you have for the marketing person? Okay. Like, what kind of marketing budget do you have? Right, right, right. And if they'd have been honest, they would have said, uh, we just blew the whole thing on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We good. So, it. yes. <laughs> what? You, you, you have like magic marketing mojo somewhere. Right. So I didn't have a lot of resources to work with, but what I did have was the freedom and the ability and the willingness to go out and network and go to everybody's stuff and mixers and luncheons and also to create my own. Oh, so this would be how you ended up attending 2,500 networking events in how many, was it 10 About years? 10 years. In 10 years. Yes, yes. And many of them I was running because okay. of the position that I had. And it, it just... What would happen is that people assume, by the way, this is a little, this is a little trick for you, by the way, okay, okay. that if people seeing you do a lot of something, yeah. they think you must be good at it. Right. And people started calling me their networking queen and a networking guru. <laughs> and I, I, I appreciated, I so appreciated their, their enthusiasm. Right. I, I appreciated that. But Queen implies that you're sitting up on the throne and you're looking down upon your subjects. With a bunch of subjects, right. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not how it was at all. And, mm -hmm. and kind of the same thing with guru. 
like it was like you guys man i'm down here in the trenches with you right like right. just I, so i had to come up with something different mm -hmm. and i was always telling people come on it'll be fun it'll be okay you know this is what good things will happen and try this and try that and right. i realized i was always encouraging and motivating right. them and that's where it kind of and that's where the networking so motivator that you are the networking motivator what do you do so I, I published a book yes. called Networking on Purpose. On Purpose, I've seen it. Right, as opposed to just kind of generally, oops, oops doing this and doing that, and let's throw this at this wall and that wall. It's mm -hmm. all about being deliberate and intentional and having a, a plan. So I have that. I also speak. Indeed. And I speak to organizations and associations and talk to them and their members about how to be better at networking because one of the best ways, by the way, okay. to have a really great networking event. Okay. Here's a secret to this. I'm, you see, I'm ready. I'm so ready. Invite better networkers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and you could have a bare room with no chairs or food or right, nothing, right. but if these people are on it mm -hmm. and they're like, laser focused on talking to each other and helping each other and connecting and making connections and resources. They'll make the event way better than you could have even really done. That's what you don't need chairs. Yeah. So they're gonna make it happen. Yeah. Well, plus if you give them chairs, then they all sit down and they only talk to the person sitting next to them. Which is very true. Yeah. I mean, I, even as social as I am, I've been to a number of events and like, okay, let's say me moving here to the Fresno area, I don't know many people. So the first couple of networking events I go to, I met a couple of people. Yeah. Well, I keep going to the events, I keep seeing the same couple of people. Yeah. So I just end up talking to the same couple of people. The people you know. And that's <laughs> right. very natural. It's very natural for us to want to gravitate to familiar faces right. and comfortable situations. You would discourage against that? I, it's so hard. <laughs> you know what the... The thing that stinks about uncomfortable situations and pushing yourself outside of your your comfort zone is, you know what stinks about that? What? It's so uncomfortable. Right. Right? Why is this so uncomfortable? And for a person like me who doesn't typically have an issue with talking to people and being uncomfortable, I still did it, like, annoyingly. It, it still can happen to anyone. Okay. It's just so normal. It's so natural. It's... We shouldn't, yeah, we can't beat ourselves up. We can just come up with a better plan, a better strategy for, um, for making the most of our, our opportunities. Oh, so, so through, through attending and, and going to and hosting the 2,500 networking events, what would you say was a trend or a common issue that you saw other female preneurs and, and career women doing at these events? Let's talk about the... Let's talk about a positive and a negative. Perfect. Right? So a positive thing that, that women entrepreneurs tend to do is actually focus a little bit more on personal rather than business. Oh, okay. They're not as aggressive about, here's my card, do you wanna buy my stuff? Okay, okay. But I wanna to talk to you, let's talk about family or let's talk about what our interests are. Right. And we don't like to have somebody just come up, to, this is why people don't like networking events. <laughs> right. They go to an event. This is universal. And people go, oh, I don't like networking. I go to events and people say, oh, nice to meet you. Here's my card. Do you want to buy my stuff? And I'm thinking, you still like networking? Because that's not networking. That's receiving cold calls in person. Yes, for cold calls in person. Right? <laughs> I didn't it's, know that was a thing. It's a thing. It. Right? <laughs> and what do you do? It is quite possibly the most awkward 
feeling ever. I think that's similar to dating apps. <laughs> You're right? But at least it's on an app and nobody's seeing you. And you, you know, you, Or your best picture is forward. Right? And you can do not best... answer. But yes. in this case, you would feel stuck in that moment yes. when the person doesn't even acknowledge you, the person, or introduce, or the, we could just say the foreplay of it all. But they, they've seen you as a, a prospect, mm -hmm. not a person. Mm -hmm. And that, nobody likes being treated that way. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we think we don't like it. Mm -hmm. But if we went and people talked to each other as people mm -hmm. and authentically and not like not too authentically, right? right. Yeah, like carried away. Right, like bodily fluids should not be brought up Never in the first should be brought up. <laughs> okay, ever conversation. No. <laughs> but but women entrepreneurs tend to be better at not being so aggressive with the sales, mm -hmm. although they can, I have seen them do it too. Right. On, on, the, on the negative side, again, it's that, that feeling of discomfort. Mm -hmm. And so you come with your two or three coworkers mm -hmm. and you talk to your two or three coworkers and then you sit next to your two or three coworkers mm -hmm. and you, you never get out of that that little group. Yeah, you came in a cocoon and you left in a cocoon. Yes, and, <laughs> and part of it too is because we're with our coworkers and like you don't want to ditch them, but tell you what, when I went to stuff with my coworkers, right. I'm like, well, see you guys back at the office. Right, because I didn't come here to be with you. We could stay at home and do, at the office and do Yeah, this. I, I've seen you all morning. Right. And so maybe having that conversation ahead of time. Okay. Hey, when we get there, let's split up. So what should we do before? Because it seems like from what you're saying with the coworkers, there should have been a pre-conversation. Yeah. So what is, what should be my pre-conversation before I go to a networking event? Yeah. So. Uh, Even for myself, I'm going to go, what should I be thinking about before I leave my house? You shouldn't be thinking, who can I make a sale to? Okay, that, that, that. that puts a, <laughs> it puts a lot of pressure on you. Okay. Oh. And you end up behaving in a way that people don't appreciate, right? Mm -hmm. You end up doing the... You, I've done it myself where you get, right. you're kind of excited about your new product or you're kind of excited about whatever it is that you're doing mm -hmm. and you find yourself like pitching somebody and you're like, oh, stop. Right, and it's, but it comes from a place of passion. Yes. And you yes. want them to know how amazing this thing yes. is, but then you forskip the whole part where there is still a foreplay, there is still a development. Yes. You didn't just get to this passion all at once and so they can't either. That is... That is brilliant. I love that. Okay. I love that. I, I, I'm going to listen to this afterwards and I'm going to write that down. That, that is exactly it. Mm -hmm. You've had time and excitement and you've had a particular journey right. that got you to that point, but they haven't been on it with you. So one of the tricks that I tell people when you go to a networking event, and, and let's take a little bunny trail here for just a second. Okay, okay. One of the other really big mistakes that people make about networking is that they think networking events mm -hmm. are networking. They think that networking events are the end all be all only. That's funny. So like I went, check mark, and I'm done. I've networked. I've networked. Yeah, but I mean, I can ask because I've, just, I've done some work in this thoughts about it but not only is it not the work it's kind of like the beginning it is uh, the beginning it's the little tip of the iceberg if all you do is go to events and hand out your cards you're going to be 
frustrated. Right. You know, the follow-up, the development of the relationship, the being interested in what that person is interested in, how you can service that person. Yeah, yeah, I get you. And it feels much more comfortable than thinking, I got to go in here today and sell somebody something. Right. So that's, we. if we can change our goal, mm -hmm. we're going to enjoy it more. We're going to be more relaxed. We're going to be more approachable. We'd probably be more authentic unless right. your authentic self is like Sally McSeller face <laughs> and bless their hearts. There's people out there right. who that's are like that they are. and that's just, or they're under pressure. I think for myself, what I learned was instead of, for me, when I go to a networking event, I actually go with the thought of how can I be of service? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. If yeah. I'm thinking if I had a product, if I had like, you know, I don't know, a tissue brand that I was promoting, you know, how could my tissue help serve you? Yeah. But also too, here's another thing about that. And I have a, a check mark over here where we left off on this bunny trail. But here's another thing about that. You meet somebody and you say, how can I help you? Oh, I, right. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't coming here to be helped. Well, no, the th what I think is like, I don't know, my lawn needs to be mowed. And, <laughs> oh, okay. And, okay. and, you know, my dog needs a bath. That's, those are like the most pressing things on my mind right okay. now, you know. Like, come over to my house and take half an hour to brush out my fluffy dog, you know. Um, so sometimes people don't know how to answer that question until they know what you're good at and what you're willing to do. Mm, so they know what product or service you're offering. Or just... What, what, what else you, you enjoy doing or what else you appreciate doing. Okay. Where else are we going on this bunny trail? So let's go back to the main trail. Okay. Talking about when you go to an event, what's a great way to be more comfortable and what's something else that you can do. Mm -hmm. This is not just for events though. In my head, I call it the in common game. The in common game. And... This is especially good for people who hate small talk. Okay, okay. Right? They're like, ugh. There's a lot of people who hate small talk. So for my introverts, this is for you. This is definitely <laughs> for you. Because introverts are like, we just get to something important in right. a discussion. Yeah, right? Because I, I tell people, well, okay, we, we, let's go back to that idea that you don't just immediately start trying to pitch someone. You're trying to build a little bit of of resonance yeah. and a little bit of a, and that's why we do small talk by the way yeah we yeah. don't meet somebody and immediately you're like tell me your deepest you know fears and interests mm -hmm. and i don't know you i just met you but instead you want to just try to warm up to it all yeah and so that is why we do talk about traffic and weather and you know things like that which in fresno is ridiculous because it's hot it is and there's no traffic yeah <laughs> There's traffic. Yeah, y'all's rendition of traffic is hilarious. <laughs> like, like, on the freeway to come here, there was traffic on, what is that street? Uh, Henderson, maybe? Yeah. And so, from Henderson to whatever the street here is, it was like thick traffic. And I was like, oh, this is adorable. <laughs> and I bet you someone in this line is thinking, I'm gonna die! <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're moving at 15 miles an hour. We're good. <laughs> we're not stuck anywhere. No, we're good. I've, I've, done, yes. this. I've done this and not moved for 15 miles. <laughs> Oh, it is so fun. I remind myself of that sometimes. I'm like, I had to sit through this light twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
love it. I love it. Uh, it is okay, fun. we are knee deep in networking, but I want to I want to switch just because you are so awesome, and with my girls, my badass chicks, who's in these streets making it happen, doing what they do. <laughs> I, I want to talk about you, the person. Okay. Let's get into you. Okay. Now, I want to start with your running because um, you are one of a woman of a particular age and you're running, what, five miles a day? Um, It's not about the distance. It's about how hard I run. Okay. I run hard. <laughs> I don't run. Yes. So thank so, you for doing it for me too. So it's kind of, it's a little bit of a funny story because I really appreciate the fact that you did not say I run marathons. Oh, yeah, no. Because people, in their minds, when they think you're a runner or a serious runner, they immediately think marathons. Okay, makes sense. I get it. I did a half marathon once. Mm -hmm. And at the end, one of my running buddies said what is in my top five wisest things anybody ever said. Oh. Because I'm thinking, I finished that half marathon and I'm like, oh. Right. Ugh. I'm intrigued. No. I'm... Horrified. This was terrible. <laughs> okay. I do not ever want to do this again. <clears throat> and my buddy had had a really great time. He beat me by a lot, and he was really kind of thrilled with his time. And I said, dude, if you want to do a full marathon, and he's like, yeah. I go, you're on your own. Oh. I'm so not with it. You know, like, this was enough. enough. And he says, I kind of wanted to run faster while we're still young. Hmm. I'm like, right on. Right. So I'm handing a bottle of water. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we started doing, you know, thinking shorter distances. We started doing 10Ks, which is half of a half, basically. Okay. And 5Ks, which is half of a 10K. And we did okay with that. And we had a few more people that we connected up with. And it was still too far. See, I, the 5K? Yes. In my head, I want to try a 5K. Which is, there's a lot of two-milers, too, though. Yeah. Which is, people don't respect shorter distances. I, I get it. It's just like, you know, in America, we want more. I get it. More is more here. That's a good point. I yeah. had not thought of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still, I mean, think about the food, our portions. Yeah. It's not, you know, small is now looks like, a, what, a medium or a large in some cases. Right. Or small, because I feel like this is worth my value. But I, you, I'm like you. It's about the journey. You, you are explaining some mysteries too, <laughs> because we after we started training for shorter distances, we're like, why did we do all that? You know, terrible half marathon training. That was horrible. <laughs> like this is great. Now skip to the end, which is that last year I went to the USA Track and Field Masters National Championship to compete in the. 800 meters, okay. which is about half a mile. It's two laps around the track, okay. which is awesome because you don't have to count. You're either on the first lap or the last lap. <laughs> either we're doing this or we're not. Like, That's right. Okay. Right. Okay. And the 1500 meter, which is just a little short of a mile. It's, quote, the metric mile. Okay. And... That requires a lot of speed work where your legs are burning right. and your lungs are burning, but it's over fast. Because you go from zero to 100. Yes. Very quickly. Yes. Which is a whole different type of training. It is a whole different kind of training. Exactly. So what does is, what is running offer you? That is a very, very good question. It, it really has shown me... because. 
You can't see it on the podcast, folks, but I'm not I'm not very intimidating in person. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm five feet tall. Right. <laughs> I'm five feet tall. She's adorable. <laughs> Is it right? She's so cute. She's adorable. Right. But I appreciate that. Indeed. But I don't... I did athletics in high school, but I wasn't really serious at it, and I wasn't really good at it, and never really had a chance to really be great at something or at least be greater than I thought I could be. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love running. I loved running as a kid. I love running now because I'm running with other adults. And when I say adults, I mean old people. Okay. Yeah. We're all, uh, the youngest one on our team is 49 Oh, sweet. And the oldest one is 64. So I don't know how old you are, but you're now over 40. You just said you're over 49. Yes. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I've never asked just because I'm a person who regularly asks. Right. Just so you know. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to ask her. She's like one of us. She's like at least 39, 40. You are full grown. You're my, I am a full grown. Yeah, I'm a grown ass woman. There's no turning back, babe. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, not only am I considered a master's runner, because you're considered master's at 40. Okay. I'm a senior runner. Hey, hey. <laughs> girl, I can't do what you're doing today, and I'm considered uh, a baby runner. So, no, you're getting it. Everybody does what they can do. And that's honestly, that's yes. how my 5K concept came up, because yes. it wasn't about numbers or anything. It was just the idea that I could actually just check off and say, yeah, I did that. You would have a blast. Pick a yeah. fun event, a fun race, and... I think something else that I really enjoy about running is that you can run by yourself, mm-hmm. but when you run with a group or you train with a team, it really graphically shows you how much better you are mm-hmm. when you work with other people. Even though you're doing something that's your efforts only. Right. The only time you're on a team and a track team is when you do a relay. Mm-hmm. That's a hoot. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Those are so fun. Especially old people relays. Right? <laughs> I know it's a thing. Oh yes. <laughs> track and field for old people. That's what I call it. Oh, but I say that tongue in cheek because you have not lived until you've gotten your ass whooped by a 75 year old woman who has the abs of like a 35 oh. year old. Oh, oh, you should see these people. Right. Some people are definitely are about that life. And so yes. they are fully committed. Yes. And I can agree with you when it comes to being on a team. Cause even when I do workout, uh, like classes, if I do, yes. um, the, the kickboxing class, whatever, I will go so much harder in a room cause that energy. And then also you're thinking, well, if they still going, how are you going to quit? If they still going, you can't quit. I might make some adjustments and not kick my leg as high. Right. <laughs> but you can't just stop because yes. we, we doing like yes. we are doing this. It's a it is part of networking and social interaction. We yeah. just do better. In fact, it's been studied and they call it the <coughs> audience effect. Okay. You perform why do you think so many records get broken at the Olympics? Because of the live audience. Because this audience is not just alive, it's like the greatest audience in the world. Interesting. Yes, it's called the audience effect. So when I'm training, like this morning, we went to the track and it was just me and my coach and some guys who were installing this great big new light. 
okay. uh, fixture. Mm -hmm. I was like in my head, I'm like, they're not here to put that light up. They're here to cheer you on. Oh, 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 okay. And it's a little mental trick and you go you, harder and better. Are. It's been studied over and over. So if you're part of a group or you have a network, mm -hmm. like the people you surround yourself with are kind of badass right. and they're working hard like here, like here at her space. Yeah. You are inspired, you are motivated, you kind of have an audience watching you. They're like, hey, how long you been playing on your phone? Right. <laughs> you know? oh, Get some work done. I, I, I totally agree with you. That makes perfect sense. Now, um, I want to shift into a more intimate um, discussion because I, um, you are a widow. Yeah. And I almost want to use the word newly widowed. Yeah. How, how long has it been? 13 months, 13 and a half months. I totally feel an energy with that that I'm completely unfamiliar with because I have been blessed where I haven't lost anyone very close to me. All of my closest nucleus people are still with me. So firstly, my condolences to you. Thank you. And how has that journey been? So it's something that you cannot even imagine mm -hmm. because I have lost grandparents, but they all had wonderful, long, full lives, right, like right. 102 and 94. And, and it's expected for that matter, if you will. You know, when you've, you've lived a long, full life. Mm -hmm. And so I hadn't lost anybody either, um, ever like that. And this it was my husband of 17 years. Uh, and you, you, can't, you can't hardly describe, they, I saw something online that, that described it as widow's fog. Okay. And you just kind of wander around in a fog. And that's what I did for about six weeks, wandered, wandered around my house. And by wander, I mean like, what am I doing in here? Right. Like, why do I have these things in my hand? And a friend of mine calls me. So let me be clear. I was not sitting in my house, never hearing from anybody. In fact, there was an outpouring of, you know, because I had messaged my friends and told, you know, on Facebook, because I do network a lot and I right. know a lot of people and this was something that people needed to know, the Facebook messages. And every single day I got <clears throat> two or three phone calls and text messages. Just, I wanted to say hi, you don't have to reply. Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful thing to do, by the way, when if you Someone know someone might. who's lost someone, mm -hmm. And you think, I don't want to bother them? Bother them. Okay. Message them. You don't have to reply. I just wanted you to know I'm thinking about you because that was so incredibly comforting and helpful. And it was phone calls and it was Facebook messages and it was cards and it, it was just incredible. You it just. It didn't feel intrusive like you were just over it. Like, could you guys leave me alone? No. And. I think someone, now everybody has different reactions. Right, right. And there may be people who do feel like that. And if you have somebody in your life like that, I almost, I almost recommend you don't let them do that for very long. Mm -hmm. We just need people. Mm -hmm. Even people who are like, oh, I'm not into people. You need people. <laughs> and <clears throat> so even people who love people can get into a mode though. And if I had sat there for another six weeks, you would have just been there for another six weeks. And another six weeks and another six weeks. And it would have been harder and harder and harder to get out. So a friend of mine calls. Uh, this is a good 
business friend of mine who was <laughs> took on the challenge of when I was doing all those networking events. Yeah. He's like, I must go to all of them. Two, I have to. Uh -oh. And I'm like, okay, right. Ted, I didn't tell you you had to, but he's like, I do. Right. And after about three years, he's like, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, I didn't tell you you had right. to do all this. That was your personal goal. That's right, but he says it was so incredible and beneficial to him, and it really got his mo momentum going. And he would tell people, she's my networking coach. Like, she almost killed me the first two years, but <laughs> she's like my networking motivator, my networking coach. Okay. So he calls me, and he says, I have two tickets. I have to go to this luncheon, this big fancy luncheon where one of my clients is getting an award. Okay. And I I really need you, my networking coach, I really need you to go with me to make sure, like you don't have to do anything, but I just need you there to make sure I don't stand in a corner. And I just really, really need you to go with me and make sure I you know, do this right. Cause you're my networking coach and I'm a little rusty. I'm like, oh. he says, I got the tickets. I'm like, ah. Oh. And he says, I'll, I'll come pick you up. Parking's terrible. Parking, they hardly have any parking. I'll come pick you up. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. When is it? And he said, I'll be a little early, just in case. Okay. It took me a year to figure out what he was doing. He was getting you out. He was getting me out. Yeah. He didn't need me to coach him. Right. He didn't right. need any of that. And he also... I could, there was plenty of parking. Well, actually it wasn't super great parking. Okay, he was kind of not lying there, but he came to pick me up because that made sure I went. Mm -hmm. He said he was coming early because that way if he got there and I'm like still in my pajamas, he'd be like, get together, drink some coffee, get to, you know. Get but you were available for it, which was, which was nice in itself because you could have shut it down and not have, because this is at six weeks. Yeah. And so you could have stayed there. Um, I, I forgot to ask, um, what did your husband pass of? He had a heart attack oh. in front of me. <sighs> okay. Yeah. That's And in my head, I think about, I used to work at a country club where some of the couples were together forever. And after that happens, it's kind of like my head, I'm thinking, what do I do tomorrow? Because most of what I did included you. Every move that I make considered you. And so now we're talking about you getting a coach to help you get through all that. Your life just, just is completely different. Everything is different. Right. And one of the things I did maybe two weeks into it, I couldn't sleep in the bed anymore. Mm. So like I moved out of I moved out of that there master was, bedroom. I moved out of the master bedroom. I got a little twin mattress. Right. I was back in back in college. I I didn't give I didn't care. I got one online. Yeah. The kind that you unroll and then you open the bag and it goes. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Those are crazy awesome. Yeah. And I was just gonna lay it on the floor the first night and make it work. And make it work. It was you know. It's intense. Yes. So now here we are, you so, were telling me about getting the uh, grievance coach, is it? Yeah, so I'm getting some grief counseling. Okay, and because this is new to me and probably some of my listening girlfriends, and without being too young, yeah, I really new, so I don't want to put, you know, get you too far there, but what does that look like, a grief counseling? Because we're focusing on just that. Well, I, yeah, I don't know, because <clears throat> I've, I've only had like the... Introduction. Introductory session. Okay. And, but it... To me, it looks like 
facing the emotions. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of what I've done in the last year is avoided a little bit. Right. But I think too, you know, if, if you have a terrible wound, like stop picking at it, let it heal for a little while. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm a I'm a I'm a wound like if I have a scab I'm picking at it like literally right. like, there's a scab on my body right. I'm gonna pick at it right. until I rip it off just, and then just it's leave it alone again. it's gonna have to bleed again and this is where again my network saved my sanity mm -hmm. because the support and the encouragement and the people around me um, just one of the things that you absolutely can do because unfortunately these kind of things are going to happen to everybody at some point right what whether it's whether it's losing someone you know because they passed away or or divorce unfortunately people forget that divorce is a grief yeah thing that's the, a, a it's a loss yeah. yes yeah yes and so building your personal network you know it's silly almost to call it your personal network and your business network it's personal is business and business is personal. I think that's something that women entrepreneurs are, they don't have any hangups about it. Right. Dudes definitely have a hang up about that. I'm only speaking to you when we on the clock and when we off the clock, I should not be hearing from you. And if you, I, if I am hearing from you when we off the clock, it needs to be about information that should be provided while we're on the clock. <laughs> that's so perfect. <laughs> exactly. Why else are we talking? What do you want? Right. Are you bringing me a beer or what? Right. Otherwise, we're not talking. Right. So, yes. through all of that, where is your confidence? Where is it coming from to keep going on? Where do you get it from? So much of it is, I, it's got to be partly from inside me. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have to have that. And I think having spent so much time for so many years with so many amazing people, mm -hmm. I'm inspired by just people just regular i mean like quote regular i don't think anybody's like a regular person i think everybody's amazing definitely i'm inspired by just the people i am around every single day who are just getting up and doing their job and doing their work and doing amazing things mm -hmm. and just getting it done even if they've got lupus which is you know yeah. a terrible thing to be dealing with or or I, I have, it's so incredible to think how many people I know now who've come up to me and said, you know, I lost a child 20 years ago. Right. I'm like, right. and you just had to, you know, keep going on and building your life or people who've lost uh, someone younger right. and just the things that people are dealing with and yet they still get up and they treat other people nice right? and they do their work and they want to help other people and they're still participating in life. And that's ultimately, <clears throat> I think the ultimate goal is you just have to get back in And My mother lost my youngest brother oh. um, when he was 16 months oh. and that was yeah. in her arms, something similar to what you experienced. And I don't know if it was a heart attack or a stroke, one of the two, but something that shut it down pretty quickly. And I'm going to say, luckily for me, I was so young yeah. that I don't hold a lot of it. Because I was telling her, I was like, Ma, I don't really remember all that much. And she was like, are you serious? But she was a housewife, Ma, you know. But she had, she had four other kids. Yeah, who needed her. <laughs> And, yeah. and, we, and then we don't know how to handle and so forth, so forth. So definitely getting back on that horse and um, 
Well, you look amazing. Thank you. And you seemingly are not over on the side, but I definitely see that you have come so far. And I'm excited for your new journey. Thank and you. And the lessons that you bring from that experience and bring it to the world. Because I know we're going to learn through your journey. And so for that, I thank you. So now what we're going to do, girls, is get into this bag of tricks. You know me. I love to throw some tricks in the bag. I told you all about it, Beth. When we get into these streets, you got to have tricks in the bag. <laughs> so let me get my little bag. Where's my bag? Here's my bag, y'all. Okay. Make a little noise. I'm going inside for you. And I always pull my tricks based off of my girlfriend I'm talking to. And so what the trick I got from watching your journey, Miss Beth Bridges, our networking motivator, is to take responsibility for your own knowledge and education. I feel like becoming a networking motivator, you clearly had to take responsibility for learning this industry. And so for my girlfriends out there, whatever it is you feel you need to do, want to do, got to do, you are responsible for your education. It's not going to just happen any other way. Now, yes, going to college, getting the degrees for those industries that require it, medical, law, engineers, that's all, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the girl who wants to have an office job that can't type. Okay, you need to go find a Google.com and put in free typing lessons. They're there. I'm talking about the person who wants to learn another language. .com, they're there. It's a lot of resources out there that will help you better yourself when it comes to education, girl. So here's what I'm going to give you. Khanacademy.com. It's K-A-H-N Academy.com. So I don't have, I'm sorry, .org, excuse me, .org. I don't get no benefits off telling y'all this. So don't think, oh, he getting paid. That ain't it. It's just a great resource. Are you familiar with this with, with this place, um, Beth? Oh yes. What kind of academy? Yes, uh, it's quite the story about how they got started, and I think there's a little bit of a, a networking because he, the founder, had some great connections oh, he, oh, and the ability. Yeah, right. yeah. He got his people together to create this. Yeah. And so it's, it, ladies and gentlemen. It is, Khan Academy is an online resource for education. It says we're a nonprofit with the mission to provide free, world-class education to everyone, everywhere. So on this site, y'all, they teach personalized learning from uh, math, uh, writing, algebra, English. It doesn't matter what topic pretty much you want to learn, but they are definitely are having it on KhanAcademy.org. So... If you are looking to get your education together or you're trying to figure out something new, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars going to university. And in today's world, that isn't even really necessary. And I'm gonna give you my little lesson, my, my little story here. <clears throat> True story. So when I moved to Los Angeles, I was um, working in hotels at the time. And I had decided, I don't wanna work in a hotel. I want a sit-down job. I wanna work in upper echelon LA, so where all the rich folks are, and I wanna sit down. When I have a sit-down job, you have to know how to type. I can't type. I was like, I don't know how to type. <laughs> so you know what I did, breath? I went on Google and put in free typing lessons for my search. Till this day, I still refer that website to anybody who'll ask me about <laughs> typing. I learned how to type yeah. 46 words a minute from using this website. And then I was like, I'm gonna have to know how to use Microsoft, all of it. So I learned how to use Excel and Outlook by going online. You know what happened to me next? I got a job interview where the woman asked, the woman, where the manager asked me how much I could type. I said, 45 minutes. She said, can you use Excel? I said, I sure can. Here it comes, y'all. She said, let's go to my desk so I can see what you can do. 
<laughs> so people say, fake it till you make it. This was an opportunity where that wasn't going to work. No. Because she literally was like, <laughs> open Excel. Can you put a cell here? Put a, uh, put an equation over there. Do text to this. Literally, I had just learned that stuff like a week or two prior by getting my own education going on. Yep. And and then she showed me the type. And FYI, I got the job. I was going to ask, did you get the job? I did. That was a country club nice. job that I did for nice. 10 years. That's wow. how it started was me teaching myself. And there's so much other things, you guys, between the blogs, the YouTube, um, the Khan Academy, the... the oh. Well, that, one of the things that's a pet peeve of mine okay. is that nobody learns how to network, oh. in, especially in college. No, no, they don't. You just kind of have a friend or two and you make it work. But yeah, you don't learn or you don't make it work. Right. And in today's world, you are responsible for that. So right here, yes. you have Beth, the networking motivator. If you're looking for networking assistance, it's online. And matter of fact, my girlfriend, my, my sister last week was on the show, and she was talking about Facebook groups, that she joins Facebook groups yep. to help her with a wealth of information. Yep. You got girls, girls, girls. The trick to throwing a bag today is take responsibility for your own education and knowledge. Boom. There you go. For my bag. There's my bag. There's my bag. Back to the bag. Okay? There it is. Okay, Beth, you gotta throw something in the bag. What you throwing in, girl? So what I want to throw in the bag is a networking trick for you then. Ooh. If you hate small talk. Okay. Because we kind of referred to that earlier. We did? Here is a little game you can play at any networking event that you go to. Okay, I'm ready. I call it the in common game. In common. You gotta figure out in your conversation with this person, what you have in common. Oh, so you play within yourself. Yeah, you kind of have a conversation with them, like uh, maybe you and I are talking and you say, oh, traffic's not bad here. I'm like- So can we practice? Sure. Okay, let's try it. Okay. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's pretend I don't know you and we just got here. Right. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Nice to meet you. How are oh, you? I'm great. My name's Tiangelo. Tiangelo. Isn't it hot here in Fresno? <laughs> it has been warm. And so lucky for me, I have a convertible. So I put the top down. Oh, really? I have been waiting for these temperatures for that particular reason. Oh. So what do you do? I'm sorry, you said Beth, right? Yes. Okay, Beth, what do you do? So I, I am a speaker and an author. But so it sounds like you're not necessarily from Fresno then. How did you get that? Well, Leslie, I was thinking you said something about traffic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I um, come from Los Angeles, where traffic is a part of our community. Ah, okay. Where in, where in Los Angeles? I lived in Inglewood when I moved, and I worked in Beverly Hills, and so I spent most of the week driving between one and the other. Now, where did you live before Inglewood? Hawthorne. Okay. Which is a bit further south okay. than Inglewood. And then before that, I go all the way to the Inland Empire. Are you familiar? I do know where the Inland Empire is. Now, yeah. that would include, would that include um, Redlands? Yep. My cousins grew up in Redlands, and oh. I have actually been to Redlands, which is a it's a small town. It is. Right? town. And San Bernardino. Yes. Yes. Right over there. So, Redlands is a part of San Bernardino County. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Okay. And cut. So, what was the game you were playing and how did it go? So, the game we were playing was trying to figure out something that we had in common. Maybe, well, I, I've grown up in Fresno and Clovis, so. Okay, but know. we had the Redlands in an Maybe Empire a little thing. bit. I knew at least a little bit more about where you, you grew up right. than a lot of people might have. Right, so you can connect with me in that. If, if for some reason, well, here's how we could have also taken the conversation. Oh, what kind of convertible? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, I love, you know, maybe it was a Mustang convertible. I love Mustang convertibles. Right. I've always wanted to have one. But we just, we kind of keep the conversation going until we can find something in common. Okay. And, and directing the conversation, for example, I might have said, you know, I, I do love convertibles, but um, I have a small you know, kind of a small, not, I'm not going to call it an SUV, one of those small crossover vehicles oh, yeah, yeah. because I bought it because I wanted to put two people, two dogs, two kayaks, and two bikes on it. <laughs> a twofer. Yeah, right? It was my adventure vehicle. Okay. And you might say, oh, bicycling or kayaking. I can't believe how many people really love kayaking. Right. So I'm giving you clues with that. Mm -hmm. Two people, two bikes, two dogs. Oh, what kind of dogs? Yeah. You could have jumped on that. So you're throwing basically, we're getting some little nuggets or some little, you know, uh, breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, little clues you, that you can pick up. On yes. Them. Okay. So you might have picked up on bikes or you might have picked up on kayaks or you might have said, oh, kayaks, you know, I don't get to do a lot of kayaking, but I do love to hike. Right. Okay. And I might have said, oh, you know, hiking. So now. I, I don't enjoy hiking, but I love to camp. And we just keep. You keep it going. Until we find something. Now, why am I doing that? So that. When you are having this conversation with people, one of the most important parts of networking is to stay connected with people that you meet. Mm. And the best way to stay connected with someone is to make a better connection in the first place. Right, in the first place. So if all we did was talk about the traffic and the weather, and then I gave you my card and you gave me your card, and we tried to sell each other our stuff, I'm forgetting you before oh, I leave the video. Like, I'm trying to forget you. Like, oh right, my exactly. gosh, that person who gave me the big old sales pitch. So, as the speaker, and I speak with women mostly, so in 2018, I spent most of my life with my girlfriends. For whatever reason, breastfeeding just kept coming up. And so, while I know you said bodily fluids shouldn't be discussed. <laughs> but here we are. But here we are. <laughs> and so, I was at a networking event, and I was talking with the lady, and she had mentioned that she had just had a baby or whatever. And so, I was like, oh my God, my other girlfriend said that too. And she posted on her Instagram page that her left breast was producing, her right breast wasn't producing. And she was like, at first, she was kind of uncomfortable, like, are we going here? Right. And she was like, but then she connected with the story. Yes. And she was like, I had a similar experience. And so we spent the rest of our time pretty much discussing um, breastfeeding. And I can tell you that I remember her. I remember that conversation. I remember the hotel we met in and that she had a fashion studio. Yes. And that's what she was doing. She was uh, meeting people because she had a new clothing line. So yes. I guess what you're saying makes some sense. Yes. As you, crazy as I am. It, and then whenever you see each other, you have a point uh, to start from. <laughs> How are your breasts doing? <laughs> Every man wish they could start the conversation right? that way. <laughs> yes, that is so perfect. Right, I love oh. it. Okay, so let's talk about inspiration versus motivation. You yeah. have a very strong point about, or a very strong opinion about the two and the differences between to be inspired and to be motivated. Yes. Yes. Now, I did kind of say that I was inspired by the people around me. Right. But sometimes we, we pick uh, celebrities or like the best in the world, right? right? The goats, the greatest of all time, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like Elliot Kipchoge is the greatest marathoner of all time. So you compare yourself to him? No, because <laughs> I, I can't even do, I can't even do about 10 miles in the space of time that he does, you know, 26. Right. So while he's, 
inspiring, mm -hmm. right? Like this guy is amazing. Or Shannon Roberry. She's one of America's, has been one of America's top 1500 meter runners. Okay. She's inspiring, yes, right? Like she wears this lipstick. The first time I saw it, I'm like, girl, that's a little orange for 1500 meters. I mean, but <laughs> you know, that's more of a hundred meter lipstick, but get this. Okay. It was her grandmother's favorite lipstick color. Okay, so and she her, had a connection. And her it. grandmother loved to see her run. And after her grandmother passed away, she wears the lipstick to be inspired by her grandma. That's beautiful. But so I could never aspire to be that fast. Mm -hmm. But so I can be inspired by the greatest, the top, the best, somebody who's so far ahead of you. Mm -hmm can be inspired, but they're not really gonna motivate you. Like, am I gonna get up this morning and go, oh yeah, if I get up this morning and I run 27 miles, I'm gonna be just like Elliot Kipchoge. Not quite. No. But what you can be motivated by is the person who's just a step or two ahead of you. Oh. Because if I work just a little harder. Yes. That girl who's just, woman, who's just four or five seconds faster than me. Right. If I work just a little harder, I might catch her. And I feel like if I was aiming towards just getting to the person in front of me, I wouldn't beat myself up so much when I may not reach her before that leg of the run is over. Yeah. Because like if you're, let's just say we're running this lifelong journey and I'm looking at number 13 in front of me and I'm like, dang it, she's just a hundred meters up there. If I pump a little harder, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. And then that leg is done and you're like, shoot, I didn't get it. But tomorrow, I'm only 100 meters away. I like that because I am totally the person. When I first started doing video vlogs, I wanted to make my products look just like E! Hollywood News. Right. And I did everything I could. I bought the camera that I felt that I could afford that was going to give me that quality. I would edit my ass off. I would spend countless hours trying to get the music right to the edits and the clips and the cuts and the lighting and the... the I had a friend who said, Tangelo, I don't care how long you sit in that studio, you will never produce e-Hollywood news quality. Exactly. Not that you couldn't, but... Not in that capacity. Not in that capacity, you could be inspired by them. We're not friends anymore. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> but true, because I was setting my... I was setting it like, Tangelo, yeah. each Hollywood news can't produce that if they didn't have the $15,000 right. per episode. Right. And a team of 50 people. Right. And I'm trying to do it at home in yeah. my living room. Yeah. So I love that. Be motivated by the hires. People that have, am I doing it right? Be motivated. Be motivated by the person who's just a, a little, okay. a little more farther ahead than you are. And be inspired by the goats. Be inspired by the goats. Be motivated by those right next right to you. Right next to you. Girlfriends, that's probably the, 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 the big note to take from this one because that's we are such the people because we're all badasses and we all looking to do it in these streets and we knock the hell out of ourselves for not being the great yeah like today yeah like why am i not serena right now right <laughs> yeah but if i was just trying to be sarah who's that the girl right there then i can get to her level and then aspire to be whoever's above that i love that that's great yeah Okay, well, Beth, we have had a beautiful time here, and we have gone from laughs to almost tears to being fully informed and inspired, okay? Because you are an inspiration, darling. Thank you. I hope I'm a motivation as well. You are right. You both. <laughs> you are definitely both. Thank you. I'm going to let you get out of here, but I have to ask you just one more question, beautiful. Okay. 
What is your number one tip for living life to the fullest? You need to surround yourself with the kind of people you want to be like. Mm. It is, I think, the most important thing you can do with your personal networking, mm -hmm. right? Even though there's not that big of a difference between personal networking and business networking, you can become the person you want to become by surrounding yourself with the people who are the kind of people you want to be. Right. And it's so easy. You don't have to do anything but hang out with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, on my running team, for a long time, I was the slowest person. And I was so happy about that. <laughs> right. I feel bad for the fastest guy. Right. Because he has to continue to be the fastest guy. Yeah. And I'm just constantly lifted up and motivated mm -hmm. by the rest of the people on my team. You can do it. And that's one of the reasons I love this this co-working space because I'm surrounded by the kind of people who are doing the sorts of things that I want to do. And that, that will help you live such a full life. People who are lifting you up, whether, whether they're doing it intentionally or just by being themselves, right? as opposed to the people who drag you down, whether they're doing it intentionally or just because that's kind of how they see things. Right. That is absolutely how you live life to the fullest. I love it. Well, there you have it. Thank you so very much, Beth, for being here with us today. We truly appreciate it. And for my listening girlfriends, how can they find you and get to that book? They can find me pretty easily by just searching for Beth Bridges Networking. Okay. I'll come up in the Google search. I noticed. TheNetworkingMotivator.com okay. is my website. And the book is called Networking on Purpose. So if you just Google Beth Bridges Networking on Purpose book, should pop right up. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And all the good places. And all the good places. Beautiful. Well, thank you again, Beth. We'll get out of here. I'm gonna continue chatting with her for a minute, but y'all go ahead and drop that beat and I will be back to finish up with my girlfriends in just a minute. Roll them. Well, hey there, Miss Beautiful. We are still here chilling at the Male Girlfriend Podcast. Super cute, right? Well, I'm actually here with my new coloring book. And yes, you heard right. I have a new coloring book. And I recently purchased the coloring book because, okay, let me, let me just go back to the beginning. So as a kind of thing to do with my son, we had, you know me, I love some low-cost uh, entertainment for the kids. And so I had gone to Michael's one day and decided, okay, I'm going to find something fun for us to do, but my budget is like $25 to $30. $25 to $30. And I called up my sister Jazz and asked her some ideas and what I can find in Michael's that would give us a project for the day. And I wanted to be a course of some hours, not just a few minutes. And so we ended up finding this large like poster that you can color, but it has velvet on the paper, which kind of requires you to stay within the lines. And so as long as you can color with the without mixing the colors, you are guaranteed to get a beautiful picture. And it's pretty large and the two of us could do it together. And we did. It was enjoyable. And I found myself, it had a second one 
a second picture in the packet that wasn't velvet, but it just had a second picture that was even more, more detailed and very intricate. And so I started working on that one by myself and I found myself enjoying it. In the mornings, I would just sit up and be coloring. And I thought this was pretty peculiar. Like, wow, why am I enjoying this coloring thing? Through the course of life, I discover that adult coloring is a trend that is going on right now. And I think has been for the last five or six years where it's gotten really popular. And so you can actually get adult coloring books. What are the difference between adult coloring books and children's? They're just more intricate. Uh, the shapes and things are a bit more uh, precise. So you're not just coloring a big hippopotamus, but you'd be coloring like a hippopotamus cut into 5,000 pieces. Something like that, but allows to be beautiful and you can do whatever you want to do. And so... I was had to go do some research and I'm thinking, why is this whole coloring thing? I mean, literally, I felt so at peace. I'd be so cool and calm. The kid would be having breakfast in the morning and I would get the markers out and just start coloring. So I looked it up and found out um, that coloring offers a few different things. Let's see. So I went to I ended up on a health website and they said one thing it does is it allows the attention to flow away from ourselves. It offers like this simple it's a simple act, basically. And so coloring allows you to just not think about yourself and you're just in the moment. You're not thinking about what's happening next. You're not worried about anything. You're just, in a sense, in a present moment. At that moment, you're just coloring and you're chill. So I thought that was great. Later on, I kept reading. It said it relaxes the brain. So basically, when you're coloring, you're focused on that simple activity. So your brain tends to relax. You're not distributing your thoughts on multiple things. You're not trying to figure out how to do this, when to do that, pick up this, pick up that. You're just chilling. And then the last thing I mentioned is it says the stakes are low. So it becomes pleasurable. And I was thinking, what do you mean the stakes are low? Like, what do they mean? So when I read deeper, it says... The fact that the outcome of coloring is very predictable, it allows your body to relax. It's very hard to screw up coloring. I mean, if you make a little a wrong move, you're like, uh, whatever, and you keep it pushing. And so because you're not trying to compete or hit a deadline, basically the results don't matter. Basically, it's an enjoyable experience. So I uh, had some crayons in the house that I thought I was going to use. I tried that last night, hated it. So I'm going to go get me some color pencils. And I'm going to continue this to see how it goes. I do meditation in the mornings. I don't know how much time I have for coloring. Of course, people can think, you're just wasting your time coloring. It's, it's, it's kind of a design to be not a waste of time, but self-care time. So instead of always being on, you just take that time for yourself. And I am being very diligent these days of, about self-care and really trying to control the stress in my mind. Oh, also for those who suffer with anxiety, it was a lot of talks about helping with anxiety. So if that's your thing, get you a coloring book and try it. Matter of fact, why don't you just, you can go, matter of fact, you can go on Google and print out adult coloring pages and print out a page and see what you think. Hit me up and let me know. That's what I wanted to share about you. That's it right there. Um, this was great, girls. I'm about to get out of here. It was such a lovely visit with our girl Beth Bridges today. Um, I always enjoy speaking with her. She's a wealth of knowledge and a very fun, entertaining person. So make sure that you are utilizing your network. 
because you know your network can really help you move closer and closer to your goals. And as our networking motivator, she definitely gave us some great tips on how to do that. Okay, so Beth, thanks, girl. It was lovely hanging out with you, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. And um, be sure to reach out to Beth, check out her book, hit up her website, and I think you'll find her information and her trainings to be very useful when you're looking to take that social media network of however many people and really monetize it, how to utilize it. It makes no sense to have 1,500 LinkedIn followers if you don't know how to monetize that. And I don't just mean with money necessarily. Maybe I shouldn't say monetize it. You need to learn how to leverage it. That's better. You need to learn how to leverage your networks. So be sure to um, check out Beth's books so you can learn how to leverage the different relationships and the network, the relationships that you have and the networks you are part of. If you are following us on all the different social sites from Apple Music and and Spotify, Anchor, please be sure to follow, subscribe, download, post a comment, post a review. It really uh, helps just keep the show going and gives us uh, a chance to all come together. I get to see your thoughts and feel you out and vice versa. Oh, also, if you go to Anchor, you can leave me a voice message. If you go to Anchor, you can go to Anchor and leave me a voice message where I can put it on the show in the case that you try one of these things that I've been suggesting. So if you're trying the meditation, the I am amazing, maybe you're going to use one of the summer ideas I presented. Perhaps you set a goal and you want to share it or ask a question or something. Please go to my website, themalegirlfriend.com. Click the show, The Male Girlfriend Podcast, and leave a voice message. I would love that. Love, love, love that. All righty. Well, until next time, I love you all. I appreciate you. And you continue to live life to the fullest. Ciao.